Welcome to Rock Strikes 10, the show guaranteed to always give you 10 songs, no more, no less. My name is Joey. I want to thank everybody for tuning into the show here today, whether you're doing it on the ever-expanding cnjradio.com, or you're subscribed and leaving a comment on iTunes, never missing one single episode, and I do appreciate everybody out there. Alright, this one's a little belated, uh, because I'm supposed to do this show in and around the 26th of this month, because... My partner in crime, my best friend, my brother. Chris, it's your birthday. Say hi, Chris. Hi, Chris. Yeah. It was my birthday, yeah. Yes, it was your birthday. <laughs> and like we did on the show last year, you, we've already done your Desert Island now, so yes. it kind of turns into, well, what do you want to do? This is kind of a, well, it's not a desert island, but it's still an island. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Sort of. A big island. All right. A pre-joke to yes. the theme. Yes. So. Uh, Chris, explain to the audience out there what we're doing on the show this week. Well, this week is J-Rock Strikes 10, because I am a lover of... But I am J-Rock. Well, it's the other J-Rock. Oh, okay, all right. The uh, the J-Rock from Japan. Oh, all right. Yes. So all what right. this is, is 10 songs of Japanese rock music of varying degrees and awesomeness, because I love Japan. Yes. I have always since high school. So some of these songs are going to be like personal favorites and... Just kind of going through a lot of what I like sure. and what you like too. Actually. Yeah, I I, I added a little bit to this because I I very crude to the Japanese rock for the most part. Yeah. So literally about four bands on here I know. Yeah, and the rest are kind of news to me, even though I might have heard a song or two here and there. Right. But this is pretty much a Chris-driven show. I will take yeah. credit for what I take credit for, <laughs> and then we'll just go from there. And for those of you out there who may have zero clue as to what any of this music is about or how to approach it, just sit back for the next hour or so and let us know what you think. You know, If, yeah. if you're a true music fan, you're going to give it a shot, right? There's some really awesome stuff here, yeah. Yeah, uh, all different genres and, and levels of talent. Yeah, and I mean, we, you know that I and we both like all different genres of music yeah. but since this is a rock show i'm sticking more to the rock genre so it has to have some fall somewhere within that that right. spectrum which is a pretty big spectrum yeah. but so i do like even... i do like j-pop and stuff as well but that's not on here sort of yes yeah, so you're, of. you're not even going to hear marty friedman on this episode because right. he pretty much plays guitar on j-pop records yeah so yeah. like the what, whoever the britney spears of japan is marty's probably played on <laughs> right it. yeah or you know I, I'm, actually I'm... he does have a connection to one of the bands now that you mentioned it okay. that's on this i'll save that for way later though. that's a tease all right well, let's kick it off first song chris what are we gonna do uh first song is by probably Probably the band that I got into first, or Japanese band that I got into first. Sure. Back in high school, I was into like progressive rock and, and metal and that kind of stuff, and I discovered a song by the band called X Japan. Yes. And and strictly over here, it's X Japan right. because we already have an X in right. America. Yeah. And as a little bit of a handshake before I get to Chris's explanation of this, mm -hmm. for a little bit of a handshake for those of you out there, I know there's a lot of Kiss fans that listen to this episode. Yeah. Uh, X Japan actually features a guy at, uh, named Yoshiki, yes. who is on the Kiss My Ass tribute album, doing a piano classical piano version of Black Diamond. Right. So that's how you will know these guys. Yeah. Chris, continue, please. Sorry to interrupt. Yeah, uh, no, you're right. They started as X, but then they signed to Atlantic Records, I think. Mm -hmm. And even though they didn't make a an American release initially, yeah. they were still the X was still in America, yeah. so they had just put Japan on there. We're yeah. X Japan. Yeah, so, that's happening a lot. Charlotte yeah. UK. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> but the the song that I originally fell in love with was one called Art of Life 
but that song is about 30 minutes long, Whoa. so I don't think it quite will work on this particular show, but I encourage all of you out there to go and find it, because it's amazing. That's their change of seasons, or close yeah. to the edge. Yeah. Or thick as a brick. Exactly. Of Japan. But X-Japan is metal. They're, they are one of the... They popularized a style called Visual K, which is basically... It's more of a like a fashion sense more than music because it goes across like rock and pop and everything but it's kind of like glam metal okay. in the United States would be it's like the big hair and the wacky outfits and makeup and everything sure and they were one of the first groups to popularize that particular genre and you'll hear some more bands later on that definitely resemble that remark so. yeah yeah alright so you want to just kick it off right here yeah the song that i picked i think represents them really well it has a little bit of a symphonic flair to it but it's also very power metal it is called kurenai which means crimson from their 1989 record blue blood
All right, there you go. Kicking off the show here tonight. That was X Japan, and Chris, the song was again? Kurenai off the album Blue Blood from 1989. Yeah, uh, yeah, definitely has a, a power metal thing going on. Yeah. Like a positive uh, portion of an Iron Maiden influence. Like I said, I'm not a mm, big yeah. power metal guy, but there are a few bands that are good. X Japan is one of those bands for yeah. sure. That I, love, I love, I recently downloaded like everything they did. And nice. Yeah, it's awesome. Yeah. The, 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 Wayward Sons of Kiss and Iron Maiden. You, yeah. go, you go watch them and look at them and the shows they put on. It's You yeah. see the Kiss influence, but also the Maiden influence. Right. They put on great shows too, but musically definitely more onto a Maiden thing. So Maiden fans should definitely run, don't walk to X Japan. Definitely. Yeah, and they're still actually, they, they stopped, they kind of went their separate ways in 97, um, like right as I was getting into them, unfortunately. And right. then their longtime guitarist, Hide, Actually, he was kind of doing his own thing, and he died in 98. Ugh. And so it was 10 years. But after 10 years, they actually got back together with a new guitarist. And they're actually still currently, they put out a new record, and they've been doing stuff. So I remember when they got back together, because I remember reading it like on, you know, like a blabbermouth or something like that. Yeah. Or, and I sent you a text going, next, Japan's back together. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it was 2007 when they got back together, and yeah. they've been going ever since. Which is it's awesome, because it's for the five main guys the long-time guys, almost original guys, like Yoshiki was the founding member, right. and then Toshi. They were there from the beginning, and uh, they got a new guy named uh, Sugizo on lead guitar to replace Hide, who had uh, passed on in 98. But interestingly enough, they still consider Hide a member of the band, and I know you were looking at pictures of X-Japan earlier and yeah. saw this like pink-headed doll thing. Yeah. That's Hide. They actually introduce him at their shows, like all of their current shows, as like the sixth member of the band he's still a member of X Japan and they'll wow. put like video stuff up on the wall so that's really it's, cool it's kind of cool that's more than most bands do for their falling yeah. guys so yeah, yeah that's pretty that's, awesome. That's awesome and yes please google X Japan yeah. images because it's super fun you get to see the just massive over the top image yeah. uh, it's it's great visual so visual K there you go yeah <laughs> All right, Chris, moving on. Next song here, what do we got? Uh, next song is by a guy named Miyavi. He was actually in a Visual K band way back when he started, like in the 90s, okay. but really quickly like broke out on his own. So he kind of has that like androgynous look to him, and he's progressed a lot. Like His early stuff that I got into back in like the early 2000s was kind of noise rock with okay. pop stuff. It was, wasn't that good, but he put on a good show. But in the years since, he became a really good guitarist. Okay. And they call him the Samurai Guitarist is one of his nicknames. Nice. But, yeah. So, this song, it's called What's My Name, which is actually the name of the record um, that was released in 2010 by Miyavi. So, it's it's really awesome. He does some crazy stuff. Like, what you hear in here sounds like, because you've heard it, and it yeah. sounds like a slap bass. Yeah. But it's a six-string, like, acoustic electric guitar that he's playing. Yeah, so... Why tease it any further? Yeah. So here you go. This is Miyavi with What's My Name. Hey! 
from Tokyo to Tokyo with a full blink, six breathing. You know it's time to dance. Get you down and in the tank. Rock fine, kick off the walls. Can't catch guys, can't stop the dance. Yeah. What's my name? You guys know my name. Hey yo, what's my name? Ah yeah, what's my name? What's my name? Samurai, right? Samurai guitarist. Samurai guitarist. Yeah. <laughs> What's my name from album of said name, right? Yep. I just want to like kidnap the Red Hot Chili Peppers and like padlock them in that a room cool. with Miyavi's yeah. catalog and be like, figure it the fuck out <laughs> <Right>. again. <laughs> I know Les Claypool somewhere just went, huh? Yeah. <laughs> my God, that that guy's a beast. Yeah. Not all of his stuff sounds like that. I mean, he does. He, his stuff is really varied, okay. but he can play like that. Well, Nuno Bencourt puts out albums like that too, where yeah. he's either just completely shredding or he's writing just beautiful pop love songs. Yeah. So, yeah. like, and, and coincidentally enough, his albums really only go out in Japan. Right. So, yeah. All right. So he definitely has some pop sensibilities, and yeah, it's, that's important. To yeah. Me. Yeah. All right. Chris, we're on a roll here. At least I think we are. What do you got next? <laughs> All right. Uh, up next is another band. I was kind of into Miyavi and this other group around the same time back just after high school in like the mid-2000s. It's a band called the Asian Kung Fu Generation. Uh, if anyone out there listen or watches anime, then if you know a show called Naruto, then you'll know this song because it's the title or the second title track for Naruto. 
I didn't really care for the show. I was kind of into anime, sort of, for a little while, but yeah, it was I never that. that's what we were rumoring. Yeah, it was yeah. never really a huge thing. I like some of the movies more than like the the TV series. The TV series were kind of yeah. blah. There's but. like that RSTNLE of move, anime movies like you have to see. It's like yeah. Akira and like uh, what's that one? Blue, Perfect Blue. Perfect Blue is amazing. Okay, it's one of my favorite movies ever. Yeah. Okay. Like animated or not. Sorry, yeah, that just that just got me thinking. Yeah. So, Asian Kung Fu Generation. It sounds like an ironic, like hipster band name from America. Kind of, sort of, yeah. <laughs> very general. They, they have a very Weezer mentality to them. Okay. Well, They're kind of like indie, indie cred rock okay. kind of group. Well, that, that's a good thing. Weezer, yeah. I'm, I'm on board. You know, yeah. So. Yeah. But they, uh, this was off of their first major release in Japan in 2002, called Hokai Amplifier, and the song is actually called Huruka Kanata. Which in English kind of means like f- like a great distance or like far and away, okay. Kind of thing. Uh, but yeah, this was the title track to Naruto.
right, there you go. That was Asian Kung Fu Generation. With Was, was it Hurricane Rana? <laughs> Close. Haruka Kanata. Okay. Sorry. I went I went Mexican yeah. instead of Japanese <laughs> on that one. That, that's a plug for Wrestling House Show, which right. myself and Chris both host. Yeah. And the next Rock Strikes 10. Yeah. Ooh. T- ooh. Oh. Wait. Oh. Spoiler. No. It's <laughs> go ahead. Uh, yeah. So, I mean, they're, they're still doing stuff. Asian Kung Fu Generation. They're still together and rocking. So, yeah. Yeah, there's a lot of that 90s, like you said, Weezer. Uh, uh, heard a little bit of Ash in there, a little Offspring. Yeah. There's yeah. a band Crumb that I liked in the 90s. It sounds like that, too. So, yeah, it's it's uh, I like to hear all these different sides of Japanese art. I mean, yeah, of course, there would be all different types of bands. It's not just one thing. You know, you just... From, yeah. From what we get over here, like, media-wise, I think it's just all, ah, crazy, happy, happy, fun Yeah, time. the stuff that makes it over and popular are... I guess like viral I should say yeah. is more the wacky stuff like what are they doing yeah. but I mean they're people like everyone else yeah. and they do have <laughs> yeah. all sorts of tastes in music so yeah, exactly. they do like their metal though yeah. you know what else they like uh, is which is crazy is they love our 50s doo-wop and rock and roll yeah. like yeah there's uh I thought it was I thought this was a joke but apparently this is a real thing I remember seeing this on like Weird Al's home video back in the day the complete owl is like a mockumentary of sorts but yeah. kind of a documentary at the same time yeah and it's, it chronicles this trip to japan a very very detailed too but there's bits in there too yeah, but there's like that. he wants to absorb japanese culture and he goes out and all of a sudden it's just people uh, girls in poodle skirts and guys in like rolled up hanes white t-shirts right. singing tutti frutti <laughs> and they're doing the twist and he's just like, what? <laughs> what is going on here? Yeah. But that is a thing. <laughs> so It's a thing, yeah. Yeah, but I mean, there's a there's that thing everywhere. Right. But I did, uh, one last thing and then we'll move on. I did, there was a local doo-wop band out here like in Fort Worth that I saw one time. And this, this leads further credence to this theory. Uh, I was really, I, they were opening like this benefit show for this club. And... And I remember talking to the singer afterwards because they were really good. They had the, all their moves down and the little, the guys like on one mic, but they get all back to the mic at the same time and right. the dance moves. And yeah. They were very traditional doo-wop. And I was like, where can I see you guys? He goes, you can't. Not around here unless you want to go to Japan. I was like, you guys just play in Japan? I was like, yeah, like strictly. Really? The only place we get paid wow. is in Japan. That's funny. So, all right. Moving on here. <laughs> well, speaking of Japan. <laughs> uh, the next band that I ha- that I want to play is a it, they're called Wagaki Band, which basically translate to uh, like traditional instruments is okay. Wagaki, and then band. They actually bando is actually in their name, so ah. they tend to use American words like Japanese pronunciations of American words. Yeah. I'm glad um, you translate this because I was always going to ask, so yeah. I appreciate you doing that in advance for me. I don't know the translation of the actual song name though. It's called uh, Tengaku. Off the album Joe Show from 2013. Joe Show, yeah. yeah we're, we're on the Joe There's Show. There's all sorts of ties with you and Japan and J Rock and whatnot. <laughs> I gotta get out there. <laughs> but maybe that's where I'll get listeners. Oh, <laughs> the but the band. What the band is? They are. They have traditional instruments in their band, like uh, the koto, the shamisen. Um, the uh, like the those big drums, the Wakaido drums. Oh, yeah, koto drums. Uh, right? No. It's oh, it's a different drum. I'm trying here. Yeah. Uh, uh, lutes. <laughs> they, well, they have a flute. Actually, okay. in this song, there's a flute solo combined with an electric guitar solo so, that you uh, have to listen to. So that would be a lute, wouldn't it? Uh, like no, lute. sorry, a lute is actually. <laughs> uh, it's more like a shamisen. It would oh. be more like a lute, I'm sort trying. of in a way. 
I'm dying here. Yeah, <laughs> but All sorry. Right. Can we get to the song? <laughs> but the interesting thing is, well, before you listen to this, uh, they have the traditional instruments, but they also have a drum set and a bass guitar and a rock guitar, right. and they fuse fuse it together. And what these songs are are actually covers of they're called Vocaloids, which is a it's an electronic singer basically. Is yeah, stay with me. The song is good. Um, <laughs> In Japan, they created this thing that is... They can create singers just electronically. It's kind of like, I would say, kind of like an auto-tune kind of thing, okay. but completely fabricated. And hopefully better. <laughs> yeah. And this isn't Stephen Hawking or Lil Wayne. Stay with me. Stay <laughs> okay. with me. So they, some talent agencies in Japan actually created fictional singers from these vocaloids and put out songs that sound like anime theme songs and stuff. Okay. What Wagaki Band does is cover those songs with a real live, honest to goodness singer oh. with no electronic influence on it. Oh, okay. And that's what we're going to hear right now. Good, good. I just thought it was really interesting like, that, that they that's... took this really weird and modern and pretty not very good stuff and made what you're about to hear. Uh, it's like when people take, you know, Katy Perry songs and make acoustic <laughs> covers on YouTube. Exactly. But this is in a more dedicated way instead yeah. of just, I've got a webcam. Right. No, I've got a studio and a bunch of really great instruments that you should be playing, and here it is. Yes. Right? Yes. All right, so here you go. This is Wagaki Band, everybody. Enjoy. Tengaku.
right there, go. That was Wagaki Band with Tengaku. Yeah, did I say that right? Very good. Yeah. Yeah. I'd I'd have to say like that's the first time I've heard them. That's even though they have that hybrid of like the hard rock styles and and there's a you know definitely a lot of shredding going on in there. But I heard I heard some flute in there, like you said. Yeah. yeah. That's probably the most traditional Japanese sounding thing we've played so far on the show. If, I, well, if, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So that that's yeah like crazy soloing on there just craziness so yeah. i'm sure they're fun to watch too because like every every one of these i've been googling the images since you know usually i can just play a song on the show like i know what they look like i don't right. need to but i'm doing getting a lot of education here on the show tonight, so. <laughs> that's good yeah I, I hope everybody at home is actually playing along with us on this. yeah if you're at home just google these these groups as you go along and yeah they i mean japan knows how to put on a good show oh yeah oh yeah <sighs> yes and you know all this uh like I always say, the thing I love the most, I think, just on the pure basis of Japan, okay, in general. <laughs> All right. I, I talked about this with you a long time ago, Chris, and I, I thought it was so fascinating that all of the things that they say are culturally just, you know, that puts us in a cultural and moral sewer in America. Okay. You go to Japan, and it's like amped up to the nines. Like, you know, their metal is, is just as crazy as ours. Uh-huh. Their movies can be as violent as ours. Yeah. The pro wrestling aspect, once again, going back to the pro wrestling, yeah. way more violent than we could ever entertain almost over here. It can be, yeah. Uh, the the adult film industry, you know, like there, there's a lot of craziness going on over there, just like over here. Yeah. Anything that we do that crazy, they do as crazy. Right. But there's like no crime there, right? No, yeah, because... Uh, like no gun stuff, deaths? Right, the, the crime's very low, because <laughs> as a general rule, like, the society, I mean, they're very demure and, and very polite and very quiet and calm, and right. which, but the, there is that as well, yeah, and that's a lot of the stuff that kind of gets out, and that's what America sees, but yeah, I mean, as a, as, a, as a people, and like, traditionally, Japanese people are very, very polite, I guess is just the best way yeah. to say it. But like I said, they entertain a lot of the things that we do. Right. But, you know, so to me that that means it's a scientific fact that culture does not really determine, you know, like crime well, yeah, and, and, like, yeah. and, you know, moral oh, I see corruptness what you're saying, yeah. is what I'm saying. Right, right, they, right. So they have no argument, in my opinion, the people that try, the politicians always try to say that kind <laughs> of stuff. And, and yeah. whoever. Yeah. I was like, there's, you know, exhibit A right there. Right. All right. <laughs> it's my it's my soapbox rant for this. Yeah, I have yeah. to do one a show, Chris. That's so. that's cool. That's cool. I understand. Uh, well, moving along, uh, I think you'll have some s- more stuff to say on these next two bands. Sure. Um, next up is a, because these next two are actually ones that you wanted to to put on the show because they're they're a couple of your favorite Japanese bands. Yes. Uh, next up is Ezio. Well, almost kind of default because the uh, the bands that I picked were the first bands I ever heard from Japan. Right. But. I still think the music holds for me on this. I, you know, yeah. it's stuff that, like X Japan, they came out in the 80s, mm-hmm. like uh, mid to late 80s. And I had first read about Ezio uh, through my American heavy metal and hard rock magazines because uh, this was a band that was going to wind up being managed by Gene Simmons of Kiss. Oh, Once nice. again, going back to Kiss, he was uh, an early champion of the band and all this stuff. And he did manage them for a bit. And supposedly how it went down is he he produced the debut album here, mm-hmm. uh, and apparently 
what I heard. This is a rumor. This has never been confirmed. I mean, possibly the band has at this point confirmed this, but he always told them, uh, be a little more traditional in your image. <laughs> I know. This is coming from Gene Simmons. Right. But basically, he's like, you know, don't be too Kabuki-like. <laughs> Because they always had this inkling of going there, yeah. and then they already had like not as far off image-wise as X Japan, not that crazy, but mm. they did have the huge, tall Road Warrior mohawks, right, and, and a little bit of eye makeup. But apparently, they started to go more into it, and to the point where they were almost looking like a Japanese version of Kiss, mm. and. So they basically did the exact opposite of what Gene wanted gotcha. them to do. And yeah. so he's like, okay, I'm not going to manage you anymore. Go and do whatever you want. We're out of here. Right. So that's that's what I always heard about them. Hmm. But that all being said, I think they have great music and, uh, you know, just fun. If you're a fan of the, the 80s melodic hard rock and heavy metal, like the stuff I grew up on, then you know of Ezio and Loudness. There's yeah. no way you don't know. If you're yeah. watching Headbangers Ball, you saw the videos. And that's how I got there. So... But I think I'm just going to go ahead and play something that is, if you're a fan of Ezio, if there's uh, okay. enough out there, this is going to be an obvious song, but this is the first thing I ever heard by him. And we're going to flip it a little bit, because when you heard it on the ball or anywhere in America, you heard the American lyrics translated version. going to play you the old school traditional Japan label Japanese version. So here it goes, the single Japanese version of Here It Comes by Ezio.
from their self-titled album, Easy O, from 1987. That was Here It Comes. Hope you enjoyed that there, with the Japanese lyrics, except for the actual chorus, where yeah. they just say, Here It Comes. That's, that's the, the only song, yeah. yeah so. That's the only English in the song, yeah. so... Hope you like that. Uh, you should. That's definitely a seminal record from that era. You should have. So get the EZO EZO album. You also get the great flashback heart attack on there, which I like a lot. And yeah, good stuff. I like EZO. Now from EZO to a band that actually had two members of EZO de- kind of defect, I guess, in a way, oh, yeah. to this band. Uh, the singer Masaki Yamada joined in 1992, and the drummer Hirohoma also joined this band two years later I'm talking about a band from the same era Loudness nice. I guess that's kind of like what happens over here same thing with the yeah. bands from that era like yeah. you know like now the guy from Quiet Riot Carlos Cabazzo is playing lead guitar for Rat Right. it, it <laughs> seems so crazy that that would have happened yeah. in the day but it happened at that point so uh, but uh, yeah going over to Loudness who are back together and touring nice. and uh, I, I am such an idiot I I had heard that they were coming to town here recently, and I completely spaced that they were. They freaking played Trees, and I didn't go. Oh, really? I am so mad at myself. Oh. I mean, I'm just like, every time I think of that band <laughs> or hear them on the iPod, I'm just like, God. <laughs> so I hope I hope they drew well. I hope they come back. Yeah. I, I totally would go to this. The first Headbangers Ball I ever saw, I saw Loudness, and they were obviously Japanese. Not, not that they did like... Uh, let me explain. All right. It basically... Uh, the The... The the, uh, the the setting of the video wasn't so much Japanese. They were playing in a desert. Okay. But right off the bat, they just plant the uh, Japanese rising sun flag okay. like in the sand, and then they just set up and play. And they're obviously Japanese, and I was just like, wow, this is crazy. I, I didn't <laughs> even know that there were... I mean, I, I am eight years old, and like, wow, yeah. I've never even heard a Japanese singer. Right. Because there's no big, you know, Asian singers. Uh, like, yeah. I mean, I hate to... I'm going into, like, the dice bit, but it's like, you know, there's not an Asian Tom Jones or an Asian right. Elvis, you know? Uh, yeah. And then, so right. that was the first representation I ever heard of Japanese rock and roll was Loudness. Nice. And and I love Loudness to this day, probably because of that. Yeah. So, yeah, there you go. <laughs> um, and uh, definitely a good 101 to get would be the best of Loudness, 86, 88, The Atlantic Years, which is out of Wounded Bird Records, which means you have to buy it on CD like now because it's going to go out of print in a year because right. that's what that label does. <laughs> but you should definitely still get this if it's still out there. And going back to bands like Kiss that I referenced earlier, yeah. Eddie Kramer, the great Eddie Kramer, who not only produced Kiss, but he also produced a guy like Jimi Hendrix, mm. people like Led Zeppelin, and so he produced the Hurricane Eyes album from 1987. Okay. <laughs> Another reason why it sounds so great, I'm sure. They had great producers. Also, Max Norman produced their sophomore album, who produced mm-hmm. uh, Megadeth's Rest in Peace and oh, the wow. first two Ozzy solo albums. So nice. they they had the goods, you know, and it's nice that they had good people surrounding them. Yeah. So. Let's get into some loudness, Chris. Let's do it. This is This Lonely Heart from 1987. I'm a 
right, there you go. That was Loudness with This Lonely Heart, Japanese version. Uh, from the album Hurricane Eyes. Great title. I love that name. Yeah, I love that. Good stuff. Like I said, that was produced by Eddie Kramer, and that that's the original lineup. And I remember I actually got a copy of Soldier of Fortune on CD, and I'm like, that doesn't sound as good as I remember them sounding. And I found out it was the one where they replaced uh, their original vocalist with a more American guy. Ah. And, uh, yeah, it's not nearly as good. So you got to get those initial records. Get the old stuff. Yeah, get the old stuff all the way up into Hurricane Eyes, basically. Mm. But they they are back together uh, with the original guy, so that's awesome. That's cool. yeah, he he was fired in '88, came back in 2000. So they've been they've been kicking around again for another oh, well. 14 years. Nice. So like I said, on, if they come to your town, go see him because that's the good lineup. I God, I just oh, I hope they come <laughs> back to town. Yeah. At the very least, I hope maybe they go play Rocklahoma. I can at least go drive out and see. Right. Him, so we'll see. All right, Chris, back to you. What do we got? All right. Well, going back to 1981, since we're back in this era. Uh, this next band has been going strong since 1981. There is still one current founding member in the band oh, after man. all these years. It is Shonen Knife. Wow, they're down to one, huh? Yeah. Well, there's only yeah. three of them to start. So. Well, yeah, but still, like, yeah. Uh, okay. <laughs> Naoko Yamano is is the lead singer and guitarist. Well, that's at least the singer. Yeah. That's good. Yeah. And she, it was actually her sister and like one of their friends that formed originally. Okay. And I think the friend left it they stayed a long time i think right. her sister was there for over like 20 years yeah i think she got married or something wow so 33 years strong with the name shonen knife yeah. that's pretty cool though they yeah. have over 20 records I wow think. yeah wow i, I, I have w- a handful i have i had i have a handful of their yeah. stuff i had no idea that, that many yeah. like, oh my gosh like the melvins or something I know. <laughs> jesus but this uh this song is kind of weird because well all of their songs are kind of weird they sing about like weird stuff yeah, yeah um, they're a punk rock band yeah you know so it's, but lyrically very crazy yeah this is a song called catnip dream off the 1993 record rock animals there's a lot of animal mu- songs on that record obviously so. oh that's that's kind of like yeah. um uh, what's that chibomato that put yeah. out a whole album about food right yeah, yeah. <laughs> kind of the same thing yeah. yeah we're not playing cheap amount tonight right. but yeah, yeah. yeah I guess we could if we wanted to but still hey, we yeah. got better stuff right alright no Sean Lennon I, you will never hear Sean Lennon on Rock Strikes 10 how about that okay but yes like Chris said we're going to enjoy some Shona Knife here right now <laughs> He's not just a standard cat He is a cat but he's too very fat American Calico Cat Catnip is a kitty cat
When I'm at work, uh-huh. we they tend to pipe in a lot of the same music like over and over and over again. Right. So to kind of keep morale up, I, I feel like that's what I do at work at least. To keep morale up, I actually meow over a lot of the stuff that right. is I think is apropos. Uh-huh. So that's what I do. So this kind of just took care of it for me. Cause I actually, take a break when this song comes on. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we should we should definitely play this at work. But uh, no, I, I I think that's super fun. The meowing gets me every time. So, <laughs> I, catnip yeah, dream. I, I've always loved Shonen Knife. I, I think I discovered them watching Beavis and Butthead. Yeah. Because they did a Tomato Head was one of the songs that Beavis and Butthead watched, and I think they were kind of flabbergasted as to what they were watching. Yes, and I'm cheating. I'm going on the Wikipedia, but uh, I have to relay this fact that apparently their biggest fan at one point was Kurt Cobain, hmm. and he uh, also offered up shown a knife to be their opening act on their European tour and here's a quote from Kurt when he finally got to see him in LA when I finally got to see him live I was transformed into an hysterical nine year old girl at a Beatles concert (laughs) I can't imagine Kurt Cobain like that (laughs) he's going ah oh my god there's that that era where he had the short hair you know yeah and he looked a little little happier I guess maybe that was that's what I see when I see that but uh, here's Yamano's quote about Kurt. She said, "So, I, they had no idea who Nirvana was." Mm-hmm. She goes, "So I went to a record store and bought their CD. And when I saw their photograph, I thought they might be scary persons, because <laughs> their hairstyles and their clothes were very grunge. But once the tour had started, I noticed that all the members were nice, good persons. And because this was our first experience on a long tour, that drummer Dave helped us with setting up the drum kit. Nice." <laughs> That's awesome. That's adorable. <laughs> All right. And, and what album was that on again? Rock Animals. Rock Animals. From 1993. Yes. And uh, if you are interested, I noticed that they put out an All Ramones cover album in 2011 called Osaka Ramones. Yeah, I heard about that. Yeah. I'm going to have to check that out. I heard so. that one. All right. What we got next, Chris? Uh, we'll keep it in kind of the same vein. We're going to go with another punk rock group. Uh, this is a group called P. Lander Z. They are very wacky. Like overtly Wacky's so, the name. yeah. Um, they dress up in. They have names, of course, like based out of the band. They are P. Lander Yellow, P. Lander Red, P. Lander Green, P. Lander Black, Pink, and Purple. All right. I think Purple actually. Well, no. I think Red is leaving, and Purple's going to replace Red. And then Blue used to be part of the band, but he left because he had to go back to, like I think, P. Lander Planet lost the, their prints, so he went. He went back to the P. Lander Planet. All and right. P. Lander Red is going to go teach at Ninja High School, is why he has to leave. Okay. So, that's the kind of <laughs> things you get with P. Lander Z. 
Um, they actually do have ties. At least their press releases <laughs> aren't like just unreadable. Yeah, they do have ties to wrestling. Apparently, um, they're really big fans of wrestling. Okay. And I forget the name of the wrestler who they had come up and like challenge him on stage, and then two of the guys pinned him and became like something hardcore champs or something. Yeah. So. That's yeah, they're fun. wacky. Their live shows look really fun. That's got to be that fed. Uh, what's the one that uses like the, the people in the monster costumes wrestling? Oh, I don't think it's them, but I think they've done stuff for them. That Kabuto Giant Battle, I think, is what it's called. Okay, all right, yeah. yeah. But yeah, yeah. This all song, right. <laughs> this is off of their record, P Pop High School from two thousand nine. Speaking of Ramones, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and it's called So Many Mike. All right, So Many Mike. enjoying this show i don't know what to tell you but i know one thing you're probably not doing if you're not enjoying this show you're not doing the image search during <laughs> the songs because god damn it like i i i've i've probably become a massive p lander z fan while listening to the song while just right. looking at them i would go to the show chris yeah their shows are crazy I've, they do a lot of um there's a lot of videos of their like live shows yeah and they'll give people piggyback rides and they'll jump off of balconies and that they'll let people come up on stage and play their instruments for them <laughs> there's a fucking yeah. guy that he looks like a he looks like a, a an octopus arm like he's like, like eight foot octopus either like arm. an octopus or squid costume <laughs> that'll put over him and this guy is yeah. old as shit but he looks like he's having a blast yeah. i love it <laughs> I love it, this guy. Oh my god. Peelander Yellow is the one you're referring P-Lander to. Yes. Yellow. Yeah, he's he 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 plays a, a yellow explorer, he's got yellow tights on with fishnets. <laughs> he's got wacky Elton John sunglasses on. Oh my god. He's missing a lot of his front teeth. Yeah, I probably. Believe, yeah. I would I, I, but I would go to this show. Yeah. 
Yeah, go look up P Lander Z. P E E L A N D E R space yeah. Z. And they've been around a while since around like 2000. Their latest record that I believe was released last year, I want to say, is actually called Metal Lander Z. Okay. It's a metal record. Oh. I don't know how wacky it is. I haven't heard it yet. So. So so many metal. Yes. <laughs> uh, let's move on to so many loud. Uh, if there is a band on the planet that could ever tangle and try to take the throne of world's loudest band away from bands like Motorhead and Ministry, like they could just shatter glass and eardrums within city blocks, it's probably this band. Yes. Uh, they're so loud that you can't even produce them. <laughs> That's exactly they cannot what I was be produced. <laughs> it's it's amazing and. Uh, my, I have to say, probably my favorite Japanese band. If I had to pick one, this is mine. Yeah. It's uh, probably the most punk rock band that ever existed. If I had <laughs> probably, to pick yeah. one. So, The Great Guitar Wolf, Chris. Yes. Oh my god. Guitar Wolf is pretty... Like you said, the, I was looking for songs to play on the show, and I was like... I was looking up YouTube just to see, like, listen to stuff. I was like, man, all these sound, the quality is so bad. And then I went to iTunes and, like, play the actual track off the album. <laughs> it's exactly the same. <laughs> it's like, oh, yeah. that's just, yeah, they're just too loud. And, like, I was talking about how, like, the 50s culture over there, yeah. the, the greaser culture, they look like freaking yeah, greasers, they man. Do. Leather I love jackets, it. the slick back hair. The slick back hair, they're always combing their hair. You know how I know that they're always combing and slicking their hair back? Because of the movie Wild Zero. Yeah. <laughs> My God. Okay, for those of you out there, uh, especially if you live in hipper towns of the world, possibly, if you have one of those crazy alternative record stores that have a DVD section or a cult DVD section, go find this damn movie. Yeah. It's called Wild Zero. Uh, actually, any comic book stores may have it, too. Maybe. That sell, like, you know, that sell mangas and, and animes. Yeah. Find the movie Wild Zero. It is a action zombie comedy yeah is that a good way to put yeah, it yeah. and uh, it's it's basically like if kiss meets the phantom of the park was good right <laughs> or at least if it had a better last act i'm not saying wild yeah. zero is great as a whole because honestly it does take about a half hour for this thing to kick in yeah kind of when they're not showing footage of the band itself playing right but once it kicks off it's just it's, an mf yeah, it's I pretty mean, crazy oh my god <laughs> Wild Zero, and uh, yeah, what else can I yeah, say? Yeah, I, I can't. I don't want to really spoil because I want to say something about the end, but I can't because I remember it really well. But I don't yeah. want to spoil that image. Yeah, uh, but you must watch this movie. One of the best images that I can remember that I can tell people about is they're basically fighting zombies through mm -hmm. most of the movie. Yes. And one of the images that stuck out to me was Guitar Wolf, the lead leader of yes. Guitar Wolf has like because music bass picks wolf and drum wolf exactly. by the way yes, yes. <laughs> has guitar picks in his has guitar picks in his hand mm -hmm. and there's a lot of zombies in front of him mm -hmm. and he puts his hand out with the guitar picks and starts flicking them and each flick shoots a guitar pick into a zombie's brain killing and it just star and he just keeps doing it oh. and it's amazing that's oh. the kind of movie you're going to see yes so let's enjoy the theme song to one of the greatest movies of all time this is guitar wolf with wild zero I'd say turn it up as loud as you can, but you really don't have to with this. Okay. So here you go. You are warned.
right, there you go. That was Guitar Wolf, along with Bass Wolf and Drum Wolf, with Wild Zero, theme to the movie Wild Zero. You can find that actually on American Matador Records release called Planet of the Wolves. Good stuff. And for those of you out there that listen to my show and are friends of me, you probably are aware of the greatness of the Wild Hearts. They actually have covered that song, and you can find it on a tribute album called I Love Guitar Wolf. Yeah. Yeah, there's a lot of really cool stuff on that. I was actually looking at that earlier today. Yeah, so go check it all out. Please, please watch Wild Zero. Re- report back to us. And speaking of movies, we, we do happen to have started a brand new movie podcast called Last Theater on the Left. Chris is the host. I am the wacky uh, color man. <laughs> and it's it's a fun show. So please go to iTunes and and subscribe to Last Theater on the Left if you would like more movie rapport from myself and Chris. Yeah, check it out. Had to get that dis- disgusting plug in Thanks. before the last <laughs> song. Yes. Uh, well, moving right along then. This is the final song. I've enjoyed this. I really love all of this music, and I hope you and your listeners have maybe learned a little something. I've enjoyed too, and I have been maybe, learning stuff. All right, maybe I, I had no idea how incestuous my two Japanese metal <laughs> bands were until today. Right. So, yeah. Um, well, we're going to end... With metal. We started with metal. We put a little metal in the middle. We're going to end with metal as well. This is a band that restarted my fascination with Japan recently. Okay. And wanting, they made me want to do this show, really. Nice. I've never lost interest, but... If you've been living under a rock, you haven't heard of this, at least, yeah. lately. Because this has been massively viral over the last right. few months, I guess. Yeah. So, yeah. This is baby metal. And... If you have heard of them, you've probably seen the video uh, Gimme Choco, which is Give Me Chocolate, is basically what they're saying. Um, And that's not even nearly their best song, because, believe it or not, they actually have some good music. I like the song. I think it's great. Right. Um, But what they are is J-pop, very J-pop, like sugary, sweet girl pop music. Yeah, they they dress up like schoolgirls, the girls. Yeah. You yeah, know. like gothic schoolgirl yeah. kind of thing. A zombie, yeah. like Go-Go or something. They're kind of like you know. gothic Lolita, sort of, in... Okay. Uh, that's a Japanese fashion thing. Gotcha. But, um, but actually, speaking of schoolgirls, the baby metal is actually a subunit of a bigger girl group. Okay. Okay? So, what it is, there's a group called Sakura Gakuin, which means Sakura, or Cherry Blossom University. Okay. And what it is, is a girl group consisting of elementary and junior high age girls um, but they wear the they have the school theme so they wear the school girl uniforms and once a girl in real life graduates junior high they graduate from the band and they can't be part of it anymore. oh it's like menudo kind of yeah 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 i'm not trying to pee on them no you know, but the, the, the menudo does that you get too old yeah. and you're out yeah that's so, what it is so yeah. Um, and then so this bring is run in, by a Svengali guy, probably, right? Yeah, they're okay. managed by, it's called Amuse, I think is their talent agency. Okay. And they have all these people, but it's always consists of 12 girls, so like when one graduates, another one comes in. When sure. three graduate, three more come in. Um, but just like in school, they have extracurricular activities. Ah. So they have subunits within from these 12 girls. So there's the cooking club which consists of three girls wearing, like, chef's hats and singing about food. Okay. And there's a science oh, so club. I thought they had their own show. Okay, but they're just doing songs about food? 
Yes. Wow. Okay. There's like a science club that sings sings songs about science, and there's like two of those. And there's a, a baton twirling club, and they twirl batons, obviously. Okay. And then there was the heavy music club, which consisted of Sue Metal, Moa Metal, and Yui Metal, as the three members of the group, and that's how they started. Okay. But then they got really popular, and the leader, uh, Sue Sue Metal, she actually graduated. She graduated junior high. Sure. But they were like, this is really popular, so we're just going to keep doing this. They okay. don't stick with the, you graduate and you're out. But that's where they started from. They're actually like it's a like she gets to be a TA now. She gets to stay at school. Right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but they've, they've actually been around since 2010. Wow. Um, that's when they first started recording this stuff. The girls are now 16. Uh, Sue Metal is 16. And the two younger ones are 14. Okay. And But yeah, this song is called Ichime Dame Zetai. Which basically means no more bullying is like an English translation. Ichime is like bullying, dame means don't, and zetai is like definitely or like absolutely. So it's like an anti bullying song. Okay. Yeah, here we go. Closing off the show here tonight, this is Baby Metal.
that is international sensations baby metal they got some uh, how many members of the band because they have all these musicians surrounding them too right the well there's the, the there's three girls right. uh, Sue metal mo metal and Yui metal yeah then when they do like live shows there's I think you've seen the one yeah. with like the guys in the skeleton outfits yeah pretty sure though they aren't really playing instruments oh, they're just, just to a tape okay. but when they do their encore they bring out an actual band that actually plays behind them and that consists of I'm not sure exactly who it is because I don't really think they it doesn't really matter right. honestly pseudonyms but you mentioned Marty Friedman earlier yeah his guitarist is Japanese and he actually plays in Baby Metal's live band there you go alright yeah that's awesome. So we, I think we got every aspect uh, of the Japanese music that I know of on yeah. this show, besides like Puffy Amiyumi. But I just tied that into Shonen. Well, Dime. I think I think Puffy Amiyumi fits really well with Baby Metal. Yeah, because they got yeah. the pop all over. Yeah. This record, I just want to say one more thing. Sure, sure. Yeah, you bought the whole record too. What's I bought the name it, of the record again. It, uh, it's self-titled. It's called Baby okay. Metal. All right. Um, but it was released in February, and I bought it like right away because that was around the time where that the video became yeah. viral. Yeah. And I started watching the videos. I'm like, oh, that's kind of cool. And then I watched the videos, and like, they have so much variety on that album. Yeah. Because you've got what we just listened to, which is kind of like the power metal kind of stuff, and then yeah. Gimme Choco, which has the like very pop. Yeah. Yeah, but, but with the heavy. like with the like guttural like death metal kind yeah. of stuff almost little, little new metal little there's new metal in there there's um straight up j-pop there's electronic there's dubstep i mean they just kind of mix everything into different songs here and there so there's a little something for everyone on this record it's really good and i can't stop listening to it yes all right so go check out baby metal and i hope you enjoyed checking this show out as well what you can do and chris uh, would, would you come back next week so we could do Rock and Wrestling Strikes 10. Sure, I'll do that. Because it's WrestleMania season, and I, I, for those of you that might have been cringing when I said that, you got to tune into this next show. Because if you think that there is nothing that the genre, that pro wrestling can't contribute to the world of music, I'm going to prove you wrong next week. And, and Chris is going to prove you wrong as well. Sure. And you can send the hang mail to me, but, you know, yeah. Okay. Uh, anyway. Yeah, I'll uh, read it. Please go to cnjradio.com, home of this show, Rock Strikes 10, home of the flagship, the Wrestling House Show, which will be back soon. Uh, we've been a little bit of vacation from it, but we're going to come back strong on that. And of course, Synaptic with Randy Brown, a true alternative. And like I mentioned earlier, quite horrishly, Last Theater on the left. Having fun with that show, Chris. I can't wait to do more episodes. Me too. So check it all out. cnjradio.com. Tell all your friends. There's something for everybody on there. And for the really cool people, all of it's for you. So, yeah. <laughs> this is just like an old Wrestling House episode. I don't yeah. know how to end this show. It's cool. So I'm just going to say, everybody, we'll see you on the next one. Have fun. Bye. Hey. 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 Hey.